Welcome to another episode of The Root of All Business. This is your host Chaz Bear. And today I want to talk to you about how to break up with the old time rules and become a world class leader. Do you feel that no matter how hard you try, you can't manage the ever evolving work environment of today's world? Have you ever faced difficulty with short time period turnarounds, whether by being recently promoted into a senior role or by the necessity of having your team on board in order to achieve some deadline? Have you ever faced finding a truly valuable life-changing feedback? And more importantly, have you ever felt you reached a plateau where no matter how hard you try, you cannot overcome it? Well, if you answered yes to any one of those three questions, chances are that you probably are a victim of what I personally call all-time leadership. So you better stay tuned to find out exactly what is an all-time leadership and how you can get rid of it once and for all, totally for free, in less than 60 minutes without making any efforts. Now, before we dive into how to effectively become a world-class leader in 2020, you must give a quick jump into the past to be able to see how old managers approached leadership and how modern leaders actually have done things. To do that, let's travel in history. We're going to use the most advanced time travel machine of all, Google. Let's suppose that you went to Google right now and typed the name John Adair. You will discover that he's considered as world's number one reference on leadership by many experts in the industry. The reason for that is that he has in his portfolio more than four dozen books and more than half are on this topic. So the guy really knows what he's talking about. Adair was a military that served in the Arab Legion where he was in the command of a garrison in Jerusalem on the front line. After graduating from the Royal Military Academy of Sandhurst, he was given the job of trying to find out what characteristics the best leaders had so that they could recruit more of those types of people and avoid the unwanted kind. And so he did. It turns out that it wasn't as easy as a day first thought. Still, he came out with some very important analysis at the time. He found that if it wasn't actually a personality issue after all, it's who you are. What you do that ultimately is going to make you a great leader. He discovered that the best leaders did certain things and bad leaders didn't. It had nothing to do with their personality at all. Now think for a minute into the repercussion of that. All of us that have been on the corporate world for sure have been through a lot of these leadership tests and psychometrics that companies have in order to extract the unavailable truth about if we are good or not to do the job. The truth really is not about you at all, but it's about the decision you make. We all have been convinced into the idea that leaders are approachable, intelligent, charismatic, decisive, tough, etc., etc., and for most of them, that could be probably true. But we can all learn to do things right. And actually, if you look at the leaders that are both decisive and good listeners or whatever, you'll find a lot of the traits that are almost contradictory. So, okay, so far, so good. I totally agree with John Adair's point of view that the leader could have had a lot of different faces, but 
have some attitudes and we all know attitudes are emulable so yes independently of your natural character or traits you can still grow into a great leader as long as you learn to do right things i can't promise you you'll be the next martin luther king or nelson mandela or you shouldn't aim at at that if you want to become a good leader or for for a company or organization leadership is a learnable skill that anybody can learn and develop and by the end of this episode you will be provided with the easiest way to just do that so john adair moved the whole subject on from trait theory to a different idea that he called transactional leadership meaning it's what you do that matters rather than what you are and he came up with two theories to prove that first is that there are three areas that leaders have to pay attention in order to have success he called this action centered leadership and his idea is that first of all the leader has to make sure the task gets done he has to define it he has to measure it etc according to adair the second pillar into leadership skill is that you need to consider your team the team has to be happy so that involves a certain amount of team building and then individuals have to be happy within the team and involves looking after individuals and having plans for each person so the three key areas that adair describes were task team individuals he drew those as three overlapping circles and he called it action centered leadership now while he could be right in some aspects the theory doesn't excite me particularly the reason why is is first he based his study on on the work of uh, blake and muton because they originally before john adair said that there are two areas that you have to look out for uh task and the people so they said if you are too tasky and you forget about the people that would be a problem and if you're too people oriented and you forgot about the task you'll have a lot of fun but that won't be good either you can't compromise one of them the objective is to do both to be really hot on the task and really hot on the people that's what blake and morton said John Adair then broke that down and he dived the people part into into the team and individuals. What I really like about John Adair theory is that John Adair's second theory which I refer said the things go into five stages. The leader has to pay attention to the task of the team and individual in all five of the stages and the five stages are first of all setting the objectives what are we trying to do and achieve the leader would make everybody understand the objective perhaps he would involve them in some objective setting process to provide a vision where they are going the second stage planning so again the leader would make sure that they spend enough time on planning he would involve people in planning and would control the planning process make sure that that lots of ideas are considered before we home in on one that that kind of thing next is briefing that's making sure that everybody understands the plan and 
quite often the people who, who have got to carry out are not the same as the ones who were involved in making the plan. So briefing is explaining the plan to the troops who have to carry it out. You can see it's quite a military model, obviously because he was a military man. But let's move on. Fourth stage is action. That's when you actually do whatever the job is. And the leader at this stage is controlling. That's the next point, controlling. Checking if the team is happy, making sure that everybody's involved, making sure the quality is done right. So there are a few jobs the leader does during the action. And then finally review and evaluate. Afterward, what can we learn? How did it go? Was everybody happy, etc. So those are the five stages. Objectives, planning, briefing, action and review. And within each of these five stages, you've got to look after the three areas, the task, the team, and the individual. You can draw this out as a matrix. Actually, they arranged all of this into a matrix. And according to him, everything a leader does is somewhere in this matrix. For example, appraisal. Appraisals are to do with the setting objectives for individuals and then evaluating and reviewing individuals. So they actually appear in two boxes on the matrix. However, there's a big flaw in this structure, which is that the matrix is always task oriented and a lot of it has a start and a finish, almost like a project. And that's the thing for projects. IT is really great because the matrix is very task oriented towards the plan for doing this, etc. But today in the 2020 environment, Things are way too different. A day's approach could work in the old days, but in IT, it's useless today. And the first reason for this to happen is because today we are always involved in doing some projects, but we are also controlling evolving, ever-evolving processes. So let's suppose that you just run a factory or you run a call center or something like that. His model doesn't work so well because it's not as if you've got one objective that you, you, you can plan. So then keeping people happy in monitoring processes, I think this model isn't as good as the model that I will be sharing with you later. The main reason is the three words. The velocity and the volume that the leaders are exposed today are exponentially bigger than, let's say, the last 20 years back. Also, the instantaneous and ever-present news cycle makes uh, process difficult and full of hustle. Simply put, dynamics have changed, but also decision making and how those decisions are played out in a very public way, 24 hours a week, 365 days a year. So you have to be 10 times more accurate while the time that you have to think is lower and lower. Most leaders that I work with come to me for the same reason. They're overwhelmed with quick time turnarounds and flooded with meetings. Their routine is to move from task to the other with frequent and constant interruptions as the main task occurs. Relaxing time to think about the next moves and sophisticated strategies now are smaller than ever. The actual span that you have to come out with an accurate solution is limited and fragmented. Leaders who do not carve out the quality time will face a huge reduction in their effectiveness. So let's recap what we have been talking so far in order to gain clarity. 
First, we talked about John Adair and his all-time approach to leadership. We talked about the three areas of importance that are tasks, teams, and individuals. Then we went deeper into analyzed his stages of leadership that are objectives, planning, briefing, action, and controlling. And after that, we talked about how a system so command-oriented and so task-oriented like that couldn't survive in the speed and ever-changing world of today. So how do you actually become a world-class leader that is able to handle quick turnaround in a cooperative way that has the ability to achieve everybody on board and that never felt that reached a roof stage or a plateau? See, the answer is only fools learn from their own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. This is a quote by Otto van Bismarck. The biggest problem that managers face every single day is that they are in a reacting mode all the time. They are so isolated into tactics and so little into strategy that they can't help but always be running with the missing piece of the puzzle. They are always caught by the waves. They are always running behind. Fortunately for you, this doesn't have to be the case anymore because to help executive managers and professionals to have a bigger vision of the three-step strategies that they need to focus on to avoid the pitfalls of the old-time leadership style and embrace the modern leadership style, a system that is process-oriented and has improvement and evolution as its very core. In this 45-minute free taster masterclass, I will enforce you to become a world-class leader by evoking your natural strength so you can also inspire others with characters, attitudes and traits that are going to unlock the powerful leader that's already in you in three simple and actionable steps. You're going to get rid of the juggling, the struggling, gain full clarity and actually get the results that you want. Whether to improve your personal skills, be ready and be prepared into senior roles. Have a clear future goals, develop your leadership skills for the future or improving your performance. So that's all for today. I hope it has been enhancing for you. I really enjoyed sharing all of this with you today. Remember that this free masterclass is available on the link that I will provide or you can uh, message me and I'll send you the link. The real goal of this masterclass was to be a paid workshop, but I decided to give it for free for a limited period of time to reinforce it and also to be able to have your feedback. That's super important to me. So. This is your chance of having £500 worth of value in Masterclass totally for free. I will provide you the link. That's all for today, folks. My name is Jasper Aurora, and this is The Root of All Business. Thank you for listening.